Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for another beautiful installment of Every Given Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast, man. I'm Joe Jennings, here with Michael Tilly, Brandon Harewood. How we doing on this fine Friday afternoon, fellas? Good. Oh, good, man. Daddy's back. Excuse me? Excuse me? Who? Yeah. Honey, Welcome, back. Welcome back to the family. After your long awaited uh after after he ran after he ran from us from the, the whole running back ranking. All twenty four. Was hiding, oh. deleted his rankings from the dock after he put him in. Literally, there. that was the worst. How are you gonna delete your rankings, bro? <laughs> nah, tell him what you had Bijan number one. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Maybe by draft time. Shut up. Anyhow, appreciate you guys always for tuning in. This week, we're on our final rankings, and we're going to start with our wide receiver rankings, and you guys know how we've been doing it. If you've been keeping up with us, we will start from 24, go to 13, then the next episode will be 12 to 1. Um, So, other than that, you guys know how it works. We're going to go ahead and arrange our news and notes reports. A couple of things that have kind of happened since the last time we released for you guys. Javante Williams is expected to play in the preseason, which is a really positive sign for everybody that is a Javante Williams truther, um, a.k.a. Michael Tilly. So, um, I guess uh, that's really good. I'm happy for Javante. He's one of those guys that, AKA um, me. Yes. Sorry, me. Um, I'm the Javante truther. And um, I'm assuming it's just exciting. I don't know if y'all have much to say on Javante where you're at with him, but for where he's going, if he's ready for Week One, I know they're going to get a steal in every draft. In my opinion. Um, what uh? Do you know what his ADP is right now? I can go to four for four. Disrespectful. That's what it is. Javante is disrespectful. He's currently running back 29. Mm. Hey. That's a steal right there, my friend. But shout out to you, Javante. Glad you're working your way back, my brother. Um, hope everything continues to go well. Heading next, sticking on running backs. Mr. Kenneth Walker from the Seattle Seahawks. Has a groin injury. He did not participate in practice again today. Um, Zach Charbonnet is back, even though he had an injury as well, but he is back. Um, oh, I guess I'm not speaking from personal experience. I've I pulled my groin probably about five or six times in my life. I don't know how grown men or I don't know what supplements they get to help them with that. But I know for me, I barely could walk up steps if my groin was pulled too bad. So I don't know how that really works. I just know it's not a very favorable injury, especially for a running back. Yeah, I'm about to say that that definitely will affect his ability to just make those sharp cuts, which is you know a major part of his game and, and his speed. And then you just factor in the fact that Charbonnet is actually a legit backup who was already in consideration of not saying he was going to take Kenneth Walker's spot, but it was already looking like a one A one B type of situation uh, potentially. So, and now he's getting yeah, all the reps. They can't. Yeah, he's getting probably first team reps at this point in time. Who knows how. Kenneth Walker will recover from this type of injury. I know when it comes to muscle injuries, like they usually try to ease people back in because there's a high risk of re-injury. So who knows where we'll be sitting at by, by week one if he, you know, depending on how bad it was. So Yeah, they considering they drafted the running back, it's uh you better get back quickly. Absolutely. Um shout out to you, Kenneth Walker. Hopefully you have a healthy recovery, my boy. Um, just released shortly within, I guess, the last hour or so. Mr. Alvin Kamara has been suspended three games. Um, for those who are not familiar, Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints, star running back, has been suspended three games for a case that was, let's just say, lingering slash ongoing for quite a while now. Um, a lot of people thought it could possibly be six games, but he got the three. He's going as the wide receiver, running back 30 right now, one spot behind Javante Williams. Yeah. That's, I mean, three games, not that bad. We've been honest. I know. I mean, it sucks for his first three games, but like, it's not like you, you weren't going to play him anyway if you're picking him as RB thirty. Exactly. Uh, you're getting him in a, the eighth like round. I said before the episode, his ADP is already adjusted, so I'm so, not taking any shares of him. What are what are your but what are your expect expectations once he gets back? Disgusting. I think it's going to be three running backs that get the ball. How many points per game? Fantasy points. Like first game back, or say by his third game or second game. How many points do you think of? Eight. I think we're past like we're past the 15 to 20 point days. Like that's not happening anymore. Yeah. Like I hundred percent. So it's like even if he is back, 
it's weird because him and Williams, Jamal Williams, are two of the best goal linebacks in the league. Him and Kamara, so it's like it's still kind of confusing. Um, but he could get that that passing work though. My this is my thing. I'll take my chances, even with him missing three games. He finishes higher than RB thirty if that's where he's going. I'll take my chances on that. I can say that much. Um, yeah. And by some like, chance, what do you do if Jamal Williams goes down? Like I know Keandre Miller is still there, but that's a huge opening for Alvin Kamara if somebody gets hurt. Yeah, and I know he had a bad, bad year last year. He was dealing with, I think, he had a rib injury throughout like the entire season. I think the Saints are also just a much better offense this year. I mean, they had an upgraded offense. Um, they also added a few players that like the it's on Jimmy Graham. My, my boy Michael Thomas is back. Um, so I mean, it could be a, a better. Maybe he won't get as much work. I mean, we're definitely not predicting he'll get as much work as he has had the last two years. But like. We look at early in his career, and I know he's a different player. He's older now. I mean, he's known for being like one of those efficient guys. So, like, if he if he's for sure getting the passing work, and he's probably getting first carries. Maybe he's not getting first carries. Maybe that's going to Jamal Williams. Um, I don't know. He could be decent. I'm not saying he'll be good by any means, but for a guy who's probably second or third guy on your bench, who you don't like, you said don't have to play. Shoot, I'll take him. Like, I just I don't want to be how far he goes. Playing him though. I mean, what if he comes out first game and scores a touchdown? And you're like, okay. And then, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, do you like him or DeAndre Swift? Rashad Penny. Okay. <laughs> Kamara. question. What about him or Rashad White, Joe? Mm, I don't know. Go ahead, back up your Bucks train. You're the Buck. Your second team is the Bucks. You say I'm a Broncos fan. You're a Buccaneers fan. <laughs> yeah, I probably would go over Rashad White. Yeah, this is me. Um, but into the last piece of news before we hop into these rankings, Cooper Cup has a hamstring injury, um, and apparently he's going to be out for weeks. So not he's pretty, that hammy. He's pretty much oh, not going to no. practice. Pretty much not going to practice the rest of the training camp, essentially, for the most part. Um, so are we ready for Cooper Cup to go? He literally did. He basically hasn't played football since he got hurt. There's multiple weeks into the season. Now he's basically not going to have a training camp. And he's going to have to jump right back into another season. Um, yeah, but every man, time he's with Matthew Stafford, he's been very, very, very good. So. I just it's just like a, almost like how we used to look at uh or we still do but like Keenan Allen like with the hammy man I just at his age people think he's a young guy because he kind of broke out later in his career but he's thirty years old and he gets a hammy at this point so early in the preseason I mean I'm, I'm sure they were going full speed but I mean it's the preseason he already pulling a hammy like who knows it's just like the groin like these muscle injuries and we always joke about the hammy because it always comes back to bite us so it's like. I feel like you do have to kind of factor that in. Say he even gets healthy, he plays with one. It's just like, I don't know. Where you have to draft him, whatever, like your first six picks, I'm not sure if I'm willing to take that risk right now with the hamstring. I need more clarity, to be honest. I hope there's some more details before people draft. because It's a hamstring. We've been playing fantasy football for eight years. You know the clarity. It's never no clarity. It's not coming. It works. Like, just pray to God it don't come. Just pray back. to God it doesn't pull again. There's, there's nothing else you can do. Like, as as a one time Julio and his prime owner, I'm not a fan of the hammies. Do you move him down your rankings right now, or are you just waiting? I think I might move him down if I keep thinking about it. Seeing as if, go ahead. Yeah. I about to say because I mean we're drafting before season. Say we still don't have clarity by draft time. Say it's still he's still then, then my time will change. But if we're doing my rankings as of today, I am ranking him as if he's ready to go. But assume, but I'm saying assuming you don't have the answer by draft time. I know some people are starting to draft. Yeah, I mean, if I have an answer by draft yes, time, yes, pro- Tyree Kill would be higher than him if you want us to say that. If you want us to say it, yes. Anybody okay. else? No, not for me. I would pick. That might call me crazy. Well. Wait, he's my dark horse, but I might have a mall right ahead of him. Teaser on, but so about down to like wide receiver ten. For me, no, mall is on my wide receiver six or seven. So, so I, I don't know for me, but so teaser. But yeah, thank you guys. Always, we'll get to you later, Mister Cup. We'll get to you uh, in a little bit. Um, so yeah, let's hop right into it. Coming in at number twenty four. 
Was there any honorable mentions? Uh, we probably have a million honorable mentions <laughs> after uh, our conversation. The honorable mention, because people are going to be wondering, is Debo Samuel is the honorable mention. <laughs> y'all, think, uh, y'all, might think we're jo- y'all might think we're joking, but he does yes. not make our top 24. Spoiler alert, his, his teammate is up there, so take that how you want to. I thought two honorable mentions, Mike Williams and Jerry Judy. No context. Well, then mind you, Jordan Addison. Okay. Like, Say you're Quentin Johnson. Say it. <laughs> no. Say it. No. Anyhow, um, I don't really have too many honorable mentions, to be honest. Not anybody like I thought. Like I think all these guys could finish close to 24, so. No, yeah, I'll hop right into it. Joe said before the episode, this is like the hardest ranking any of us have probably ever done. Uh, I, I confidently probably could say that we could have ranked probably down to like, honestly, maybe even 35, and they could have finished anywhere from 35 to 20. Yeah. No, I'm not serious. Like, I agree with Like, but, there are names that we don't have up here. We're not going to spoil it, but they could easily have been in it. Like, but like I said, it's great. I told him this is the first time I ever felt like I could, like he said, I have my. Wide receiver 32 and confidently say I think he's actually better than somebody that's sitting at wide receiver 23. Yeah. So this is the deepest rankings me and the fellas have ever done in any position in the last three years. Uh, so it's, it's told me a lot about possibly draft strategy the more I've been. I was about to say, does I'm this ranking. change your opinion? I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to give away my strategy, but for me, it does not change my strategy. It makes me feel a little bit differently, but I'm not really changing where I'm probably going with my picks. Yeah. Th- th- this is what I realized. Like, I – one like like you said, it's very deep, but there is a uh, I feel like there's a big tier gap like between like those first like I would say nine nine to ten guys, and then going forward after that, I feel like the a lot of for guys me after is, ten is just pretty similar. The thing for me is you'll notice like in the I guess in the NFL now, if you think about it, most of these teams have a capable number two. And if they don't, they normally just have a horrible quarterback. Like, yeah. if you think about it like that, like, think of guys that are the only guy in their offense to catch passes, like the guy we're about to talk about. No disrespect to the other guys around him, but he has a horrible quarterback. Yeah. And what made it weird this year is that a lot of these teams that already had two legit number twos are now have, like, a number three option that's also really good. So it's like that like fight Seahawks. That, that made it worse, like the Chargers, Seahawks, like you said. 49ers like it's just hard to just rank these teams like but yeah let's get into it yeah so coming into the final cut at number 24 is Mr. Hollywood Marquise Brown of the Arizona Cardinals um there was a lot of talk about him in our group chat uh these these lower guys I'm gonna be honest we're not gonna try to make this as long just gonna tell the truth <laughs> but Hollywood Brown last year yes he did finish wide receiver 44 but he only played 12 games um, had 107 about, targets in those games. I was just about to say, if I did his on pace targets, Hollywood was on pace for 152 targets. Mm. Um, and I saw, the other games? Who, I saw another guy. If he played all games, he would play 152 targets. Some of those games were with D Hop as well. So that's another thing to throw in. So, you know what I mean? Worst come to worst, you're looking at a 140 target guy, I feel like. Um, Tilly, everybody here knows we love this. Same thing for quarterbacks. Those garbage time players, they're going to suck. Yep. They're going to be behind. They're going to have to throw the ball. The Cardinals yeah. are going to own the number one pick in the NFL draft next year. <laughs> like, let's and, just face it. And Hollywood, and Hollywood does have a skill set to where, honestly, you cannot keep guarding him one-on-one. He's too fast. Like, if you keep doing it, at some point, he's just going to get open. Um, I don't have much to say on Hollywood. I love Hollywood. He's one of those guys who I don't feel like you're going to have to bargain for your position for him. I don't know if anybody has 404, but if I'm correct, he was going like wow. He's he's in the eighth round. He's wide receiver 34. Come on, bro. Yeah, 901. Like he and could the crazy this. thing is, good. I would be comfortable starting him as my wide receiver too, week one. Like yeah. <laughs> Low key. I would have no I would have Low no key. Issue with him, Yeah. And he's almost outside the top 36. Like this is what we're talking about, guys. Like guys that we could have so high up. And people are like, y'all have Hollywood in there, not Debo. Some volume is king. That, that's the truth. Volume is king. And I don't have to worry about competition with him. I love Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore, I think, will get a good amount of targets, but it's not going to affect Hollywood by any means. Same with Greg Dulcich is also good, but Hollywood's just different than them. Yeah. Um, 
Last thing I'll say, I mean, this is very small sample size, but before, so there was a period of time where Hollywood was the wide receiver one for the Cardinals when uh, DeAndre Hopkins was um, suspended last last year. It was weeks one through six. In that time, Hollywood Brown was fourth in the league in targets. He was wide receiver six in just points. Um, and when it comes to receptions, he was wide receiver five. I mean, he was number five in receptions amongst wide receivers. So, like, He's right around sitting around the same amount of targets as guys like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. I mean, like, I know they have a, a much better quarterbacks. Um, and you do have to factor in the fact that that was with Kyler Murray. So maybe the quality well, of targets well, won't be as good. Well, My other thing is, Kyler, we don't know how long Kyler's not going to be playing. We know he's true. not going to be there week one, but he, we don't know how long. So if he's there week three. Yeah. He hasn't been put on the pup list. So until I hear that, there's some encouragement of him being back within the first month. Yeah, because Kyler got hurt what week eight or not? It was halfway through the season, so he had half of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so it was it good. double XP week. <laughs> like out of those six weeks, he had double digit targets in four out of those six weeks, and then the other ones were nine and six targets. So it's like he's getting above six targets. You're, and you're, you're not getting another, that a lot. Another point I want to bring up: Cole McCoy only started a four game span for he got hurt. He put up like two forty pass and two fifty, and then two twenty. It's not like bro's not capable of throwing the ball, like. Yeah. So, and my thing is, I promise, I watched Colt McCoy. I've seen a lot of worse backups. I really have in the NFL right now. Um. So, you know, that's one positive thing to go into with it. Okay. Here comes the biggest argument we had in the beginning. Coming in at number 23. Don't hate me, but Mr. Christopher Godwin, if you listen to Chris, we love you. But listen, <laughs> Mr. Christopher Godwin coming in at number 23. I'll let his fanboy take over real quick. He knows who I'm talking to. Who, me? Don't play dumb. Mr. 140 <laughs> targets. You want to suck him? Yeah, Chris Godwin, man. I really love him. I mean, I feel like he's just a target machine. I mean, they were a really uh, pass-heavy offense this past whatever, how many years Tom Brady was there. So, I mean, it could be as a result of that. But, I mean, he only played – how many games did he play last year? Was it, what, 15? And so he missed – he got hurt the first game of the season – Missed the next two games and ended up still putting up a really solid season. I know they are making a change at quarterback, but what I've said this entire offseason is like, I still don't think Tom Brady was that good last year. Like, when you just quality of play, I know he threw the ball a lot, which probably like inflates his stats, but like, I don't think he was that good of a quarterback. And so they'll probably bring down the, the passing volume a little bit. And who knows if they do or not, because, I mean, they didn't really have much depth at the running back position. So I still think they're going to throw the ball a lot. They have a really bad defense. So I think he'll still, at the minimum, probably get 125 targets. I know that's asking a lot. And he's doing this these, these years where, I mean, if you look at his entire career, he's never finished the entire season, which it, it doesn't really help his case. But if he does play an entire season, I mean, I, I think he can get 140 targets again, possibly more. So, at this point in the draft, um, I think he's a really safe guy to pick up. He's not a big play guy like his um, teammate Mike Evans, but he's a guy who can go out there and give you 10 targets, similar to how we were saying about Hollywood Brown. So, I like him. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely a Godwin guy over Mike Evans. Uh, we'll, I guess this argument. The rankings say otherwise. <laughs> Am I wrong? I try to have some respect for people and give okay. them the benefit of the doubt. So that's why Mike Evans is hired. That's it. I told you, bet me your bread if you think he's going to be better. Oh, no. Next. Point being, Chris Godwin will outperform Mike Evans this year. You heard it. Okay. Um, so then once again, if you if you genuinely think that, he should be hiring your rankings. You just said he's going to outperform him. So why are you I try, to the people? I can't, I can't deny a guy getting nine straight thousand-yard seasons. It's hard to turn away from. It is. And Mike Evans is more healthier than Chris Godwin. You know that's yeah. the truth. Like, um, but like you said, you know, teach your own. But I don't know. I love Godwin, man. And I feel like I feel like I don't know till if you come to disagreement. Those quarterbacks are not meant to throw those deep bombs like the other quarterbacks Mike Evans had was. So that's my biggest problem with it. Like Godwin has always been more quarterback friendly, and he's always gonna be able to create more space just to get more targets. Um yeah. If Mike Evans is not getting those 40, 50 yard bomb touchdowns, then I thought we're not we're not even looking at nowhere near the same player, to be completely honest. And last thing I'll say on Godwin, just a little little stat I pulled up 
I mean, I told you he missed the first three weeks. If you count from week three to eight or weeks three to eighteen, wait. So he missed the first three weeks. So I'm still including week three. Um, he was second in target, uh, second in receptions, right behind Justin Jefferson. He had more receptions than some of your favorite wide receivers, like Mike Evans. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Evans, and he was fourth in targets. So I mean, like when he's on the field, like he's getting like ten targets a game, like. Uh, I know we're not really talking betting um, at this point in time in the offseason, but, like, I can remember, like, multiple times, like, we would, like, bank on his, like, I forgot where they would put his line at, but we seven and a half every single time. time, and he would hit. So I think they're going to depend on him a lot. He'll probably be in the slot as well, which is why I feel like, you know, he's more quarterback friendly, like you said, Joe. So we'll see. It, it's that I don't like Baker at all, so I get that argument. It's easier to throw the ball seven yards than it is to keep throwing it 20 yards in my game. No, yeah. my opinion. But it's easier on. Um, coming in number 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Terry McLaurin. Terry, I was the only one who had your back on this show. Let me make that clear before. That's all you are. No, no, you, you are a straight hater. Let me just go ahead and despise you. Don't even – I do not want to see Terry on any of your teams. Not one, you bum. Listen. He's not going to be on yours either. Yeah, but I say. Listen, everybody called. See, listen. I'll take that to the, the bank. That's not the point. I'm here to defend my my guy. Listen, anyhow, Terry McLaurin finished last year as wide receiver 14. Came in with 120 targets last year, 77 catches. Hey, I feel like it's not being talked about enough, man. He had almost 1,200 yards. That's almost 15 and a half yards per catch, bro. Um, I just feel like it's a lot. The five touchdowns have been kind of consistent over his career. It's been seven, four, five, five. Um, it's kind of what you expect at this point. The problem is. I can get why y'all don't want him up here. It's not like he really got a quarterback upgrade. It's not like he got a quarterback upgrade. It's not like he doesn't have competition. He does have Jahan Dotson. He does have Curtis Samuel. He does have Diami Brown, Logan Thomas. Like, I can admit, he has a lot of competition. But, I mean, I don't know. It feels like he's been borderline. Like, the last three years, he's been wide receiver 20, 25, and 14. I don't feel like I'm too far-fetched for – I had him at 23 or 24, if I'm correct. So, it was like I'm too far-fetched for why I have him. I just want to know – why did everybody hate Terry McLaurin so much in here? I just, I just because he he loses you weeks is why I don't like him. Week four, he played ninety five percent of the snaps and finished as wide receiver eighty. Week six, he played ninety eight percent of the snaps and finished wide receiver forty four. Week twelve, he played eighty two percent of the snaps, wide receiver fifty seven. That's why because he loses you weeks. But oh, oh, that's interesting. So why do you have Mike Evans so high? You want to hear those numbers, buddy boy? This is our ranking, so you're you're really. I'm just I'm just at, you had him higher than all of us though, so I'm asking you. What did you have him? At, what did you have Mike Evans at? Twenty one. I'm pretty sure I had him at nineteen or twenty. Let me go look. I'm just saying we got a wide receiver forty nine. I had Mike. I had Mike, I had Mike, Ev- I had Mike Evans at twenty. So. I'm just saying, how are we going to hate on Terry? But Mike Evans has wide receiver 50, 45, 44, 75, 45, 50, 56. If that's your reason okay. for hating on Terry, that's not a fair reason. I mean, it's a fair reason because you can say that about any of these guys we're about to talk about. There's a reason they're not in the top 15 is because they lose you weeks. You're not drafting them with the expectation that they're going to win you weeks every single week. But I I just – and I'm also not banking on – the commanders really know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Terry's a I, the thing is, is is I love him talent wise. I think he's one of the best receivers. Like he's a top twenty four guy in real life. In my he's just streaky. That's yeah, that's he's streaky. He's a thousand. I mean, he gets like you know right right near a thousand yards every year. Like you said, about five touchdowns. So it's not somebody you're in love with, but you'll definitely take it. Um, so maybe I just don't really like. I'm not sure where he's going ADP wise, but maybe I just don't like like taking him where he wide receiver twenty four. Okay, it's not terrible, but like, like you said, the change of Q-backs, uh quarterbacks does scare me a little bit. Um, so like, if that drops, is he is he a for sure thousand yard guy again? Um, that question often comes up in my mind. Like, is his touchdowns going to increase? I feel like that's all you've really been waiting for over these past, I guess, two to three years. Um, is his receptions going to change? Because I know Jahan Dotson was injury majority of the season last year and when he did come back it seemed like he was making a little bit more plays and then McLaurin at the end of the season um I don't know 
I like him. He just got paid a lot of money, I believe. I think he just got a big contract recently. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just not excited about him, but I know he's a he's a great talent. Like I said, I mean, I was the highest on him, but I'm not gonna sit here. Y'all are right. I'm Terry's it's gonna probably it's a high chance Terry's not on any of my teams. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but the truth is, I mean, even though it's gonna be ugly, I just I just think he's gonna scrap his way into the top twenty four, no matter how it works out. So yeah, I and it could improve. They they did have a change at OC. Um, they so got arguably one of the best OCs in football. Yeah, so let's see. I mean, and the thing is, even if I've even heard word like, even if I know the big concern is about Sam Howell because he's more mobile, and maybe that will interfere with you know pass volume. But even if it's Jacoby Brissett, I'm, I'm I feel like would you guys be more happy if it was Brissett? No. no, I feel like how I was going to allow McLaurin's best ability, which is deep play ability, to be actually used. Yeah, I feel that. That's my problem. Why I don't want Brissett, to be honest. Um, like I said, Terry averages sixteen, almost sixteen yards a catch, bro. That's that's crazy. Like, so I don't want Brissett, who's going to play like retired Tom Brady, that <laughs> those eight yard ducks. No disrespect. Um, yeah, but love you, Terry. On to the next. Coming in at number twenty one. We have uh, the honorable mention, Mr. Debo Samuel's teammate, Mr. Brandon Ayuk. And I'm proud of the fellas because without any of us, we all had Ayuk in the top 24. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. So let's go ahead and get right into uh, Brandon Ayuk. Um, I guess I'll start off with Tilly. If you got his ADP up, I have his stats up. Um, yeah, I don't know he's what's going. going wide receiver 30, pick yeah. 70. Wow. I find it disrespectful. But anyhow, we'll get back right to the point. Going back to weeks one through 18, Brandon Ayuk did finish as a wide receiver 15 last year. Um, I know Debo was hurt. Uh, I don't know how many weeks, so I don't want to say a false number, but Debo was hurt a good amount of weeks. But the point being is, even when Debo came back, Debo, I didn't feel like there was a point in the season where Debo played wide receiver better than Brandon Ayuk, my personal opinion, from watching all the 49ers games that I watched. Debo um, played 13 games. So it's not like Debo missed a, boat, a boatload of games anyway, if you get what I'm saying. So, that's not really an excuse if somebody does want to bring that up for Brandon Ayuk. But, I mean, like I said, last year finished with 114 targets, 78 catches, 1,000 yards. And let's be honest, what jumped him up the rankings is having eight touchdowns. A lot of our receivers are not getting to the eight-touchdown mark. Um, do y'all see a world where – obviously, we know what happened the year before. He was, like, in the doghouse with coaches. He really was not doing well. But he did have a career-high 114 targets. Can that go up again, essentially, is the question. Um. I think so. I think, like you said, he. I think he definitely just broke out this year, and I think he established himself as probably the best pass catcher. I mean, I'm. I'm. Not, it's hard to compare him like George Kittle or like McCaffrey. He's the best receiver. I mean, best wide receiver, in my opinion. I think he proved that last year, and clearly, I think it's a product of uh, Brock Purdy as well. I mean, I don't think it's any coincidence that as soon as Garoppolo leaves, um, Debo's production goes down and, and Ayuk's goes up. And I know, I mean, you made a comparison to, like, uh, just looking at the stats between when Debo was healthy and when he wasn't. Um, so Debo was available weeks 1 through 14. And those weeks, Ayuk was wide receiver 16. So it's like he's still just as productive, with, like you said, whether um, Debo's on the field or not. So, I mean, I like Ayuk. He also is a first-round draft pick. Let's remember that. So. Yep. That's that has some value when it comes Bro. to and his yards per target are great. 7.8, <laughs> 9.8, 8.9 past couple of years. Yards per reception even better, 12.5, 14.8, Those low volume guys, those low volume guys who don't get a hundred catches, if they're getting twelve to fourteen yards a catch, they don't need a hundred catches to make up a lot of the ground. The other guys are making up. Um that's a point per that's a point and a half. You're playing half PPR per Per catch, pretty much. Pretty much. Every time he touches the ball, you're getting a point. I like. So, super high efficiency rate. And on top of that, there is no way anybody watches football that knows the game of football and is going to tell me when they watch Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk on routes, <laughs> Debo Samuel is a better wide receiver. There is no way somebody's going to tell me that. Like, I Debo love Debo Samuel's a better athlete, but that's it. I think he's just a better football player, he's an athlete football, but just straight up. But I don't think he's a better wide receiver. Just straight up. But, yeah, man, Um, I just love Ayuk. I think the skill set is completely better as an actual wide receiver and how Shanahan wants to use somebody as their one-on-one mismatch in their system, personally. Um, 
So Wait, let me say one more thing before we move yeah, on. I know, yeah, I know yeah. a lot of people like look at you and think like he has just started doing this. I mean, I just took a look at last year when he, I mean, the year before when he broke out uh, at the end of 2021 season. So I'm just looking at weeks eight through um, 18 of 2021. He was wide receiver 14 during that stretch as well. So it's like he's shown this talent, I feel like, for, for a decent amount of time at this point. For so the I last think, year and a half, he's been wide receiver 15. Yeah. For the last year and a half. That's 10 weeks. 8 through 18, 2021. He was wide receiver 14. And you're so getting drafted as almost a low-level flex? Yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up, Bucko. <laughs> like, I'm all here for that, man. And at home leagues, he'll probably go even lower. I don't think he has that much, like, name value to the point where people like unless you're in, you. Unless you're in uh, home leagues. He'll, with- <laughs> he'll fall even further, too, because people are going to pass on Debo, and Debo is going to be the first wide receiver off the board from them. Yeah. And that'll make him fall even further. Yep, I agree, man. So go ahead and get right to number 20. You want to bring him in? No, you bring him in since you hate okay. him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Coming in at number 20 is Mr. M- Mikael Evans. Mike Evans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <clears throat> Fraud. But, um, you know. Apparently, I just hate the guy, even though I don't hate him whatsoever. I actually do like you, Mike Evans. You're my light skin brother. We got to stay tight. But listen, other than that, man, he's you can't deny 9,000 straight yards. He's, for one, I'm rooting for him. I need that 10th one. No matter what happens, just get the 10th one. That record is going to be unbroken. So, like, I really am rooting for Mike Evans for years, so I'm not hating on him whatsoever. But let's keep it real, brother. Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, are you smiling anytime you watch these games? They're going to be losing. Okay. Listen, I'm not hating on it. My problem is in my game, you know it. I just feel like his plays have to be like, and at this point, I, I don't feel like I'm exaggerating. It's been nine years. His plays have to be more down the field a lot of the times. Like, he's not as good of a route runner. And I'm saying you are just dependent. Many- you're depend- but hold up. You're dependent on it with quarterbacks that suck at throwing the deep ball. Guess how many times he had over 50 yards a reception over 50 yards last year seven twice mm-hmm. twice wow okay so i get i get what you're going i get where you're going it with this a lot though Hold up. Absurd. i know but how, how many 30 to 40s did he have then that's a whole different conversation listen 50s are already hard now with brandon 50s are like almost an anomaly in effect bro some dudes to go a whole year without getting a 50 yard play so listen, I'm not hating on Mike Evans. I'm just here, you know. I'm I'm listening as a competitor from the opposite standpoint. Tell me why should I want Mike Evans? Why you want Mike Evans? Yes, you said the first thing. He's never not had a thousand yard season. He's currently going at wide receiver thirty two. He's going to be playing in an offense. He's going to be playing from behind a lot, so he's going to have to catch. They're going to have to throw the ball. And the guys, like I said, we have him at wide receiver twenty. I mean. He has touchdown upside, and he has just yards in general upside until proven otherwise. I understand he played with Tom Brady the past two years, but he's been in the NFL for nine years, and he's had a 1,000 yards every single year. All right. I'm not disrespecting. I'm just throwing out none of, no quarterback on that roster right now is better than Jameis Winston. I would die on that hill. Who was their quarterback, I'm making that jo- clear. Who, who was their quarterback when he joined the NFL? Ryan Fitzpatrick that one year, remember? Was it Fitzmagic? If it's magic, you're not gonna call back. No way. 2014. Uh Josh McCown. Hey. Josh McCown, hold on, hold on. They split. It's very similar. Josh McCown and Mike Glennon. Well, I will say, like, I, I get that argument, but it's just like <laughs> I can't look at Mike Evans the same as when he was he was a freak of nature kind of. But we're kind. not asking that's the thing. I'm not asking you to. He's wide receiver 20. But this is my issue. With last year, just looking back at last year, I'll respect his finish, but I, I will keep saying this. He had a crazy – it's almost like when we we talked about Joe Mixon last year. A lot of people uh, hate on Joe Mixon about this. But, like, that last game of the season. <laughs> the 207 and 3. Week 17. 207 and 3. Before How many points that, is that? Before that, before that game, weeks 1 through 16, he was, was wide receiver 26. You said the average was what? He was wide receiver his, 26. His average before. points per game was 12.5 last year. Before that is that definitely game, skewed by that last number. Yeah, before that game, it was 10 point, um, 10.2. He's on pace to finish multiple spots lower than if that's the case without that last game. 
though. He was 26. But you – the thing is, though, you can't remove – like, all right, put it – I know, I get it. I know. I'm not trying to, like – I get it. I get it. It, it counts in his stats. because No, but if we're going to hate on the running back or hate on other players, hate on the same player, the same reason for it. Well, my thing is, if we remove that last game and just throw in his average of 12.5, I'm sure he's still around the top 24. He said 26, right? Yeah, but that's oh, with removing 26. the last week. Yeah. Like that's removing the last week in general. Are you saying just off the average? I'm saying if you put it, if you put 12.5 instead of 43, he's oh, still. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Anyway, you can get him. Oh. I'm with you though. The thing, the reason I'm really because. If he's really going to go in the home league, he's going earlier than that. But if he's really going around wide receiver 32, you have nothing to risk. There's no God-given yeah. weight that's worse than that. It's not possible. Right. He's a steal. Um, he is a steal right now, to be honest with you. He's uh, still going to get his targets. It's not like he doesn't get targets. Like He had 127 last year. I think it was 17. Or I don't know. I think 117? It, it might have been 127. I'm not uh, sure. Um, 127. You know one, Chris Godwin had 140. Oh, out there. Yeah, I mean, so he's going to get the targets, and he probably has upside for more touchdowns if Baker can make it happen. I mean, he's used to getting eight-plus, but, I mean, he had six last year. The one thing I respect about Baker, he don't give a damn. He's going to throw it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. risky. He's going to throw it. I can respect that. Like, he was throwing it for the Rams. With, like, he had no receivers. He actually made some plays, like, throwing a 2-2 Atwell last year. I know year, y'all so. remember that Thursday night football game where he had a yeah. game-winning yeah. touchdown pass. He did. I remember, yeah. I am not here for Baker Mayfield memorabilia. Stop. <laughs> Listen. Anyhow, Mike Evans, I love you. I will admit this. There is there is a way higher chance. Even though I have Terry higher than Godwin in Hollywood, Mike Evans will be on my team before Terry. Like I can gladly say that. Like I can say that for sure. But hold your horses. Listen. <laughs> Anyhow, coming in at number 19. Welcome back, my boy, or young man. This is, I'm sorry. This is Joe's favorite football player, y'all. Yeah. If we had the, if no, we had that's the pod, your team. If, yeah, no, if we had, if we had the podcast back when Joe was a Calvin Ridley owner, y'all would think that it's how I. It's literally worse than how I talked about Javante Williams. This man made it everything in his power to have him on his team, and this is back when Julio was still dominant, and Joe would argue. And he was the wide receiver four. Listen, listen. Calvin Ridley, anyway. <laughs> Calvin Ridley of the Jacksonville Jaguars now, no longer at number 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 zero. Number zero. Yeah. Sub zero. Yeah, I actually now. like that. Sub zero on the way. Listen. Now these guys want to act like it's just me. But if I could show y'all all the stuff I'm getting sent in the group chat, it's kind of oh, yeah. It's not just me. Uh anyhow. I've been, I've been really looking. is until he's right, Calvin Ridley probably is one of my favorite, if not my favorite player in the NFL almost. Like he's super Bro, th- no, bro. I like. I hate to say this. Calvin Ridley is what Jerry Judy is supposed to be. Like, I'm literally being serious, with y'all. That's what Jerry Judy is supposed to be. Like the route running, the everything. I know he's been a year off. He's coming back off of suspension. All I can go off is what we're seeing in belief. The problem is, we all know it, but at this point, it can't be a problem anymore. Every single person we name have a counterpart who's good on the other side of them. At this point, there's nobody who you're naming who doesn't have a good counterpart at this point. You know, Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones. Oh, honorable mention. My honorable ah. mention. My honorable mention should have been Christian Kirk. There you go. Good Both man. Both of wide receiver eleven, and we're not even close to ranking him. Very disrespectful in some ways. Calvin but Ridley effect. Calvin Ridley effect. So we're back to it. I don't have any stats to give you. I don't have anything else to give you. Only thing I can give the you the stats ADP. to give you is the last time you played a full season of football, and he had one hundred forty-three targets, thirteen hundred mm-hmm. yards, and nine touchdowns. And on top of that, the thing with Calvin Ridley is, as well as unless I'm confused, yeah, outside of the last game in 2021, he's been pretty healthy. I mean, most games he's fine. He plays pretty healthy. And he's also uh, let's he was drafted in 2018. He's actually playing for a contract this year because he's on the last year of his rookie deal still. Yeah. So he's about to be 30. This is crazy. Listen, <laughs> boy, being is his last full time healthy, like Tilly said. The guy got 143 targets the last time he was healthy. No, granted, that was when Matt Ryan was throwing the ball 70 times a game to Julio Jones and the. Shoot, that's what we're expecting. Um, Trevor Lawrence. Apparently, apparently not, because apparently Travis Etienne yeah. can get 1,700 rushing yards. I guess yeah. I don't know how that works. So 
I guess that's going to be the best offense all the time, apparently, coming up in, on the Jags. But for those of you who don't know, if I wasn't a Ravens fan, Trevor Lawrence has made me a Jaguars fan. It's like me. Yeah. If I wasn't a Steelers fan, I'd be a Broncos fan. <laughs> <laughs> Like, all thing I'll say about Calvin really is, um, I know, like you said, a lot of people are worried about Christian Kirk. Um, but like we just said, I mean, this is a, a team where we're expecting Trevor Lawrence to be one of the top passers in the league. We, we're putting him in that same category as the Herberts and the and the Joe Burrows this year. Draft, like, ADP-wise. I know he's a little bit lower, but he's right around that same tier. Um, and so I'm not worried about it at all. And when you look at last year, just targets. Christian Kirk had 133 targets. Zay Jones had 121 targets. So there's a world where two, two of their receivers are getting 120 plus targets. Even if you're saying um really he's going out there and getting 120 targets and getting 82 and that's catches. Not including Evan Ingram targets. Yeah. Evan Ingram has uh 98 targets. Marvin targets. Jones had 81 targets. They had three guys with 100 targets. Marvin Jones had 81. That's a decent amount as well. So it's like there's targets to go around. If anything, people are just getting moved down. If you want to put Kyle Willie at the top of that list, say he's taking Christian Kirk's 133, I'm good with that. And in my opinion, I feel like he, he's probably a better player than, than Christian Kirk as well. I mean, I know he's had, what, two years off. Um, but when you look at these clips, man, I feel like he's kind of separating himself in the, in the receiving room. So That's what it seems like. Most of the clips I'm watching, he is clearly separating himself from the rest <laughs> of the guys, um, in my opinion. But – was that that works, you know, going into the season? But yeah, coming in number 18, we have Mr. DeAndre Hawkins of the now Tennessee Titans. Um, Here we go. This is a guy we all been debating. We don't really know. There's a lot of argument going around, but I mean, at the end of the day, I'm more in the terms of I'll start only speak for myself. He's going to have the most targets on the team. He should be the alpha dog in the receiving room. I do get to this point of Derrick Henry. He's never. Probably never play with somebody who's going to run the ball that much. But I don't know. Maybe it'd be better for D-Hop. I'm not explaining. It's just hard for me to see a world of D-Hop. D-Hop is the number one receiver on his team right now. And he plays 17 games. He's not in the top 24. So I had him right at 18 as well. So that's kind of how I feel where he is. I just think the target share will be there. And I get the Ryan Tannehill thing, but I'm not trying funny. I know he's not A.J. Brown or he's not that young, but A.J. Brown was, be, was able to be supported by Ryan Tannehill. It's not like it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what you're hoping for, honestly. When you're when you're picking him, hoping he, he could be AJ Brown. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's tough because we know he still has the talent. It's not like he fell off last year at all. Um, he was still one of the best receiver in the league. He's probably going to an offense a little less pass heavy, which is the only concern I had. Um, but he's one of those guys. That maybe he doesn't need. 12 targets or so like he's a guy who just has great hands so he can find space in the end zone and can get open so if that's all that matters um and as long as Ryan Tannehill can get him the ball I mean I thought he should be fine yeah just, just concerns we know his top 12 wide receiver seasons over seasons are over but he's still going to be a consistent fantasy value as long as he can stay healthy who's safer him or really I want to just say Ridley just because I, there could – I mean, I couldn't – I don't think I can see a fallout for Ridley considering they traded for him and how good that offense is going to be. I could see a Hopkins fallout if the Titans suck, Tannehill gets benched, they rotate Malik Willis and Will Levis. Like, yeah, it could get nasty. I feel like those two guys are just like – they're kind of in the same situation. We're like, we know how great they are. Um it's just like <laughs> just new situations. Only thing I'll say about D Hop that's also concerning is these last two years, his health. Um, he played nine games last year and played ten games twenty twenty one. He's thirty one, so I'm like, that's the other. Hopefully, that's not a reoccurring saying. thing. Yeah, not but, the Julio wave. I know nine and ten yeah. is not good. <laughs> but D Hop, congrats to your new start, brother. Nothing but the best for you. Coming in at number seventeen. I should have let you introduce him since you hate him. We should have. Where we but, at? Oh, Cooper? <laughs> yeah, introduce your boy. Go ahead. All right, Amari Cooper. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I had him at all the way back at 24. Um, I had him at 29. <laughs> no, hold on. This is a guy that was, was killed you weeks last year. He did. He did. Every, every away game. Yeah, he did kill you. Um, 
Only reason I had him lower is just because it didn't seem like he had a really good. I know I, I I'm a supporter of Deshaun Watson, so I'm really going against what I always say is that he had a bad report. I mean, chemistry, in my opinion, with Deshaun Watson. He had a good game in there though. Um, with the Washington. craziest thing for me looking at this, this isn't even stat wise. He was the fourth overall pick in 2015. He was. He was, he was crazy, Alabama. That's that's wild to think about. I mean, in a thousand year, I, he was the Jerry Judys. He was the Calvin Ridley's. He was all those guys yeah. before those guys. Like the, what we're just gonna have to find out is in a full season with Deshaun Watson, who's Deshaun Watson's guy. Y'all know what I find most impressive? When you ask every NFL real wide receiver, Amari Cooper's in their top 10. He is one of the best. Like when you ask them, like, who's in their top 10, most people do not leave Amari Cooper out their top 10. Like the actual NFL players themselves. So um, the talent's there. Uh, And B, what I know you had it. You said, what was the spread with Watson? What was the ranking with Watson? 13 through 18. I can pull it really quickly. I don't think I have it up anymore. I remember you talking about it on a previous episode, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. 13 through 18. I think I'm correct. Episode. 13 through 18. In those games, he was. Was it 23? Taking a while. Guys. 23, yeah. Wow. Okay. I just can't really remember that. But, okay, coming in a wide receiver 23. So, I mean. <sighs> Is this the guy y'all feel like clearly me and Tilly don't? I, I'm believe firm believe D Hop would be in the top 20, but what's making you so shaky on him? Like, I get the home and I will admit though, the home and away thing that was even with Dallas. You can go back to Dallas, he was a terrible away player. That was the uh, clear thing, no matter. Um, I'm just uh, maybe I'm worried a little bit because he just has another receiver in the situation. I feel like last year there was really no other really solid target to throw the ball to. Um, there was a few Dobbin people Jones weeks, but like all I've been hearing is Elijah Elijah Moore this, Elijah Moore that. So I'm a little concerned about that. I've not seen not one Amari Cooper highlight this entire preseason. I know you can't judge everything off preseason, you know, clips and everything, but I just see a lot of Elijah Moore. And I know he had 130 targets last year, but I mean, what if it drops down to like a 1-0 something like he did the year before where he finished wide receiver 27 in PPR? So it was like if that if that drops a little bit, I don't know. Everybody's really big on Nick Chubb. What if they just continue to just keep running the ball? But I know they have Deshaun Watson paid him a whole bunch of money, so they I should say they didn't pay more. Deshaun Watson to not throw the ball. Uh-huh. This is my problem. I get what you mean by the Elijah Moore thing, and I get all the highlights thing, and I get the camp. That's where they want to get us, brother. That's the first problem. Listen, <laughs> the second problem is out of every guy we just named, almost every single person has a more dominant number two up until this point in their career. I agree. That's my problem. It's like he's the clear-cut alpha for sure in his room. And there's not many guys we named up until now that's the clear-cut alpha in their wide receiver room. I guess is where I'm kind of looking at it. I agree. But, so you guys you guys for sure would draft him over really in D-Hop? D-Hop, yes, really, no. Yeah, I would have to think about Ridley. That's a tough decision. We'll see more in a couple of weeks. So going in number 16. Oh, brother. Let's make this let's make this one short. I don't want to talk oh, about him. I don't know how we got to I know y'all say y'all are sound stupid right now because we make these rankings together. We all I had think, him. I, I think sure we, we all, all regret this. I think we're all we're gonna regret this now that we're saying it out loud. Maybe I can't speak for y'all. But coming in at number 16 is DK Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks. Um His ADP is wide receiver 15, right beside our best friend Diva Sam. He finished 16 and 14 the last two years. And that's a whole in half. He finished work half. He finished 18 last year. Oh, 18. Yeah, my bad. So I will say this, and I don't if you guys want to say more, we can. The we have him here because of his skill set, because of his athleticism, because the Seahawks are going to be a pretty good offense. I understand there's a lot of head mouths to feed, but this is, I guess, in the He's one the number that, one. Yeah. yeah. And the truth uh, is. We can't act like he just didn't get 140 targets. Yeah. That's just not like some guys can't even fathom doing that one season in their whole life. So, yeah. Now, with a new quarterback, too. Like, I mean, you could say, I mean, Gino was good. Gino should only get better if it, yeah, the chemistry should just get better. So, I'm hoping that's what happens. I think there'll be a high scoring offense. So, hopefully, he can just get his touchdowns back up. 
that was my only issue this last this past year. DK is nothing to short you up, brother. It's just you got a lot of comp. I know he says about a lot of guys, but no, you really got a lot of competition for real. Like, <laughs> um, and, just, and just just know just know JSN was the leading receiver at Ohio State when Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave were both on the team too. Anyway, and he's a leader by a mile. And on top of that, you spend your second day pick, first pick on second day on a running back, and say, "Oh yeah, we want to run the ball more too." What? Somebody, I, I don't understand what's going on. Pete Carroll, I love you, though. No, I know, no. So, yeah. shout out to you, Pete. He makes it happen. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to you, Pete. Do your thing, brother. Trust Pete. And Pete, we trust. But coming in number 15, Mr. T. Higgins of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think he's actually a, like, not a fan favorite around here, but he's a guy we all like. Like, you know, we know what we're getting. Um. I feel like I probably was more of the bigger T. Higgins guy last year, and I still feel this way. You can have Jamar Chase top three. I would take T. Higgins three or four rounds later. I, I'm okay with that. But T. Higgins, Higgins is no longer going three or four rounds later. That's the problem. And that's what I'm saying. So now it's like – Why does she wow, 14 so, pick 28? So it's like uh, essentially looking at T. Higgins at this point, my biggest problem is he hasn't had this. he hasn't had the season yet. Yeah, you're it, drafting it him at ceiling. Like, it hasn't – like, they've been good seasons, but the season has not happened yet. Like, Jamar Chase had his rookie year. Other guys – like, just said it right there. We're drafting him at his ceiling. That's the problem, but – And the targets. I mean, he the thing about him, he's a very efficient receiver, but he's not getting under 40 targets. He had the I mean, same three – he had the same targets three years in a row. And this is somebody you might have to – if you go running back first – for a second, or you go double running back, you might have to grab him as your wide receiver one. If you go, say, tight end running back. But this is a guy, and I know he finished 24 in 2021, but he really only has one season inside the top 24. Yeah. And one, one thing I will say, last year he did have that weird game at the end where um, the championship week where the game basically stopped. So I know that interferes with his stats a little bit. But Yeah. Where are you so if you are picking at two or three, are you comfortable just waiting on Higgins and not taking Chase then? No, I don't um, Chase. <laughs> no, it's not and I'm not asking who would you rather have. There's a reason one guy's going number three and one guy's knowing number I'm saying would I would, you, ra- I would rather not just based off positional or draft value. Yes, because you guys know how I feel about these running backs. I'd rather get a running back in the round that Higgins is in and take Chase in the first rather than a running back at the 103. Yeah, I don't give away my strategy, but let's just say we think a lot alike. Um, uh, Yeah, the – man, hell, I don't care who listens. I'm going to take it now. I'm probably not – I like receiving options in the second round a lot, the two and three rounds for me. Um, But with T. Higgins – it's like we all – I feel like we all put him at 15 without even really, like, thinking about it because that's like I think this is where we are with him. But yeah. last year we had him, like, at 12. And it's like it's been disappointing every year, to be honest. It's not like he's never lived up to expectations once, to be yeah, honest. I think what a lot of people are banking on is, like, this is going to be the Bengals' best season yet. I think a lot of people have a lot more trust in Burrow. Definitely people have a lot more trust in Jim, Jamar Chase. So I think it's just a Bengals thing in general where it's just, like, everybody's just buying in that they're about to be, like, the best team. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're if you're on that bandwagon, then hey, I mean, it, it might work out. It should work out if, if Joe Burrow's playing how we expect him to play. Why can't why can't he be? Why can't they be like how the Eagles were last year with uh, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith? Shout out to T Higgins. You still my dog. Uh, I don't know if you'll be in my roster this year, but if you fall back another round, you might be. But uh, yeah, coming in at number fourteen, we have Mister Devontae Smith of the Philadelphia Eagles. Last year, Devontae Smith finishes the number 10 overall wide receiver and half-point PPR. Yes, sir. I'm tallying up a total of 207 points. He's a guy I really felt like I could have had anywhere between 13 and 18. I, I just didn't know what to do. I have bad news again. What? Oh, what? what? He's, getting dra- he's getting drafted as wide receiver 12. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, I guess it's it's not bad. I mean, I guess I mean, it's fair. Yeah. At least he's done it before. Reason. Yeah. 
I mean, we're talking. We're not talking about it. There's another guy. He had 136 targets. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the difference I have with like him and Higgins. It's just like, and I even feel like he may probably a more explosive guy than T Higgins. I mean, I know like he's better at the jump ball. Like T Higgins has a lot more size on him, but like, man, Devontae Smith, man, he's just gonna keep getting better. He's a Heisman winning wide receiver. Like, he's supposed to be one of the best receivers in the league. Call me crazy. I'm. More excited for Devontae Smith than AJ Brown. I think mm. that's just because it's like it's a facet of like oh, we've seen it already. It's like LeBron. It's like you know you go go crazy and you are gonna watch it, but it's like I rather I rather I would rather see Anthony Edwards. I rather see Giannis because they're younger. Yeah. Do you guys feel like his targets will go down? Because I know a lot of that season was without Dallas Goddard. And I this know is this is Andrew my Swift now. Even if you get the hundred and twenty targets, you're more than happy. Yeah. So he can lose almost 20 targets, which is a lot, and still be – I actually think we might be drafting him – I don't think his floor is much further, to just make it simple. Like, if he plays a full season, Devontae Smith, I don't think he's going to be worse than the top 16, 17 receiver. By yeah, any man. He's consistent, too. Like, I'm just looking – like you said, his targets, like – from weeks eight to eighteen, like he's getting eight targets really every single game. Yeah, I'm here for that. And almost was a hundred catch guy with twelve hundred yards. So, um, I think upside is there for him. I just don't see why the Eagles' offense is going to run any much differently. To be yeah. honest, I mean, it's what they did the year before, just a oil machine. Yeah, so I don't really like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just don't expect things to be much differently. So I expect what I expect from Devontae Smith, and I expect at least 120 targets at the minimum. To be honest, uh, and God bless if AJ Brown gets hurt. Oh my God, like it's over. Um, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, but are uh, you comfortable with him as your wide receiver one? If I went I mean, three straight, if I went like, where's his ADP? You, uh, what's the overall? Pick 25. So the third round. Because, like, these, yeah. But a lot of times you have to do it because you picked, uh, like you said, when you go Kelsey and you want to get or, an uh, RB, that's where you're looking five. at. You go, you go Bijan, Nick Chubb, and then you get Devontae Smith. Would you rather do that or get, a, or get like you said, like a, a, a wide receiver first? Like, that's where you got to, like, question if you want them or not. Like, the thing I for think, me is, do you want A.J. Brown at pick 13 or Devontae Smith at pick 25? I like the, like the Devontae Smith. I would, rather have, I would rather have the two RBs and trust Devontae Smith to be a borderline wide. And I, I feel like I could draft two wide receiver twos while having yeah. two, like, arguably two top six RB ones. Yeah, because like, RBs so, are falling. Yeah. So that's kind of where I, I would rather prefer that method. Um, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Devontae Smith. I'm going to go ahead and wrap the episode up on this one. All reliable. This is my favorite guy this year. Literally. You can bring, you can bring him in. It's your oh favorite. Oh my favorite. god, my boy Keenan Allen. That man is just amazing. Um, age thirty one. Age thirty one. I don't know. I don't know. He's right up there with uh, D Hop. I guess and he's still going to get hundred and forty. Yeah. I just matter. love, dude. I, I sent it in the chat. I, I find it while you guys talk, but like, dude, how many targets this guy just eats up? And then you just factor with in Justin the Herbert. with Justin Herbert. They just made the change at OC, brought over the guy Kellen Moore, um, and they're expecting to increase their pass game even more. Um, I just really like this guy. I think like when it comes to just a, a floor, like he might have a higher floor than some of the guys we have ahead of him. Like I just love the amount of targets he's going to receive. Um, in a healthy in a healthy season, I don't see any way he falls outside like fifteen. Yeah, like he's crazy, and he's still one of the best route runners in the league. Like he's going, he's beating any guy. If you line him up, man on oh man, Shoot, you just have to know you're not him. getting ten touchdowns. That's the issue. That's what you have to know about him. Yeah, and they did draft a receiver. Um, Mike Williams, Mike Williams replacement. Yeah. yeah, but shoot, Mike Williams still gonna be on the field too. So I mean, you say his replacement, but it's like Mike Williams still and, good. And Mister Eckler, Mike Williams was taking stuff from from Ken Allen as well. So yeah, I don't know. Echo just had a hundred catches. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, like this isn't. Yeah, Let's, look in the game. Mike Evans only played ten games last year, but he still had eighty nine targets and seven hundred fifty two yards. So, yeah, but um, I don't know. 
He's just so Tell dependent. me a stat. Weeks eight. Th- tell me a oh, stat. Yeah. 11 through 18. Keenan Allen was wide receiver four and a half point PPR. Uh, if you want to talk targets, he was wide receiver two in targets. And in catches, he was wide receiver one. So he's looking the like top three in volume in the entire league. And I love Quentin Johnston. I don't give a damn about no rookie. Yeah. Go Tom. You know what time it is. I'm and sorry. Throwing you know it more. And Justin Herbert just got the big bag. So Bro, I'm, I'm very just, just confident. Justin Herbert to the moon. Yeah. I'm just confident. It's more of a confidence thing with him. Like he may not have as much upside as a Devontae Smith. Like those guys will make bigger plays. T Higgins. But I just love like you're not going to question – like, you know how we just had a conversation. Are you fine with picking up two RBs and going? So I'm fine with him. That's what I want is my wide receiver one if if I'm left in that situation. 100% respect that. I would, I would be very much happy to have him as my wide receiver one, somebody more dependable. But he does pull hammies. That's your that's that caveat with him. He'll pull that hammy on you. He'd be sick. So why you drop Cooper Cup? <laughs> hmm? Still my top five. We'll get there. We'll get there next episode. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll talk about next episode how Brandon um snaked his favorite player in the NFL. And he got he, and yeah. Cooper Cup's quarterback with the, with a bad back. But we'll we'll, we'll we'll get more into that. You seen the Stetson Bennett videos? I have. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, you weren't complaining about Burrow's calf. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. complaining about Burrow's calf injury, but that's cool. Um. Anyhow. <laughs> Thank you guys as always, man. That will complete our first half or first part of our wide receiver rankings. We will get you our final wide receiver rankings. Um, spots 12 through 1, 1 through 12, everyone here. And that will be it, guys. This will be the third year of the ranking, and we appreciate you all sticking around. You know what I mean? Um, for being here three years of rankings with us. For those who are listening, we really appreciate y'all, man. Um, you can follow us on social media at podcast EGS on Instagram and Twitter. The link in our bio will give you access to all episodes on whatever streaming platform that you do use. Um other than that, man, we appreciate the support. Season's almost here. And we'll have uh, some betting segments coming up soon for you guys.